welcome everyone to Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek Discovery podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody here today with you for an early filming update on Star Trek Discovery, lensing in Toronto, Canada, as we speak, Matthew. Indeed. Yes, filming starting a couple weeks ago. Certainly a uh, a muted start to things, that said. Uh, Pete, all the rage these days are keeping things secret, keeping things uh, under wraps until there is the big reveal, the big PR bounce. So uh, I know we've had a little uh, official news come out and a little unofficial news but uh, bottom line is this, Pete, for the first time in a long time, Star Trek is uh, Star Trek is being filmed for TV. It is. And Matt, it, it just feels right. It feels like the final frontier. And, you know, the the beginning of uh, any of these series has not been without its conflicts uh, there was a video put out on uh, January 31st that talked about how Gene Roddenberry began all those years ago with a three-word phrase, Star Trek is, and taking us uh, you know, back 10 years now. We know that this show was set uh, before the original Enterprise. We got to, to see... Uh, you know, some of the production going on here, quick glimpses of uniforms and, you know, AutoCAD and, and other pre-visualization of the um, of the ship. We saw the chair backlit rather quickly. Um, and some of this has been corroborated with some non-official stuff to come off the set. Yeah, fresh off uh, off Instagram, which Pete is not the place I I think – of uh, in terms of breaking news, but uh, fresh off Instagram, apparently uh, there was a, an extra uh, playing one of uh, one of many Klingons who uh, took a little snap and uh, and put it up there, and um, certainly at the very least, Pete. Well, I, I guess two thoughts. First of all, the USS Fantastic Geek. If you're if you're new, we tend to run spoiler free. Certainly, when we reach a point where, oh man, episode description, that's what I'm going to say, Pete, thanks, but no thanks, you know, I don't want to hear it, and some of our listeners don't want to hear it, but I think that we're so far out at this point that little snippets here and there, whether it's unofficial or official, it's uh, it's fair game. Would you agree, Pete? Absolutely, and th- this is how the game is played in 2017, and barring super security standards uh star wars if if i can go to that other uh franchise for a moment they are the security leader in terms of uh set security and just establishing what cannot get onto the set and they're very very open about having cast members and crew surrender cell phones um, that is not a policy with uh, the studio, um, with, with Paramount, with, uh, with CBS, uh, where they are filming. So this is going to happen. And part of that too, Matt, I think is a calculated risk in terms of generating some kind of buzz. And when these uh, Klingon 
esque uniforms, uh, makeup were glimpsed, um, you know, late last week over the weekend. There was reaction as well. There should be. And I think moving forward, there's a there's a Brian Fuller quote that I think is worth keeping in mind. And I know, I know. He he Pete he wanted to grow up to be not just any writer but a Star Trek writer and and he did that on on the uh, the Rick Berman era of Star Trek and then then Star Trek went away and Brian Fuller went on to do other things and Brian Fuller was going to come back and then now he isn't for whatever reason um, but there's a quote of his that I think is is a good ship to or, or pardon me a good star to guide your ship by and he said we're producing the show in 2016 obviously in 2017 as well, we have to update the style of the effects, the style of the sets, the style of the makeup. All the other series have been produced at a time that isn't as sophisticated as we are now with what we can do production-wise. We're going to be reestablishing the entire look of the series. And Pete, that quote makes me think of the fall of 2001 when uh, Enterprise, to be renamed Star Trek Enterprise, came on and they didn't worry about whether the pads that they carried were more like uh, palm pilots of the early 21st century or slavishly exactly like some sort of progenitor to the, 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 the very basic pads used on Kirk's Enterprise because they were just saying, we're before Kirk's Enterprise, but we're making this in the modern time, and that's okay. And I see some of this stuff leaking out, and Pete... It, it looks like it's made in 2016 or 2017. And you know what? That's okay. That's, a, it should be a product of its time. And I think if we saw Klingon makeup that was reminiscent of the original series, I think people would be potentially more disappointed. Um, you know, they've they've danced around this issue ever since, the the redesign of the Klingons in the um, in the nineteen seventy nine motion picture film, which you know we, we've carried the the bumpy forehead ridge design ever since. You know we've we've had tweaks along the way. We threw some piercings and stuff in it in in Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, this this is what a Klingon is. Okay, you're you're going to get that type of aesthetic you can play around with it um there's some uh there's some leaked uh you know set drawings and and you know again visualizations uh out and about that incorporate some of the klingons within their ship or a location it's not quite clear which um okay it, it is what it is and again you look back at points in the history of Trek, we can go back to the next generation. And I remember hearing, uh, you know, a radio host say that the new enterprise looked like a flying dentist office, which I think is ironic because then in the Trekkies film, there was a dentist who made his office look like that enterprise. <laughs> um, you know, people freaked out when deep space nine was going to be, uh, a space station. What? How can you have Star Trek that doesn't track? <laughs> um, you know, the the worry with Voyager was it was going to be lost in space. And Enterprise, how could you do this prior to Kirk? 
there was no other ship enterprise. Now there is, what have you done? Um, all of these series in their own right are beloved. And I think it's just way too soon. I think what's complicating a lot of this is that the series has not only been pushed back once that now it currently is without a date, although it, it will be this year, it will be in the first half of this year. Um, unless something catastrophic of course happens. And I think the fact that this is going to be on a subscription network that is not Netflix has people on edge, uh, kind of like, this is my thing. I pay for it and I should get it the way I want it. However, as so many Trekkies have pointed out on Twitter, on Facebook, it's our thing. It's a collective and it's constantly evolving. And on top of that, I mean, look, am I happy that to see this thing, I got to add another eight bucks a month or whatever. Okay, not exactly. Here's the flip side, though. If it's good, we get to vote for it with our money. Yes. If it's not good, we get to vote for it by saying, I'm not going to watch this anymore. Um, if you you're always iffy, vote with your dollars, that's what people don't seem to understand. If you're getting it for free, you're, you're voting with your, your viewership. Um, but I think it's silly to vote it down already when you haven't seen it. The, you know, all indications are they're still going to show the pilot episode on, on CBS over the air for free. So you get that taste. Clearly, they know it has to knock it out of the park if they're going to move people over to subscriptions. Um, and I think that's part of the delay, too. I, I think that's the the way. All right. We need to make this super special for our viewers who we know the, the existing Trek fans who have high standards, who have high expectations. But you're bringing this back to TV for the first time in 12 years. And uh, the second longest gap in terms of it being off of TV in the 51 years now of Star Trek. So there is pressure. And not to say that we should be putting more pressure on it. You know, I, I come back to Nick Meyer's statement to a young woman when we were at uh, Star Trek Mission New York, when she asked not a question, but she made a statement you know, please don't screw this up. And uh, Kirsten Meyer, uh, you know, talked a little bit about it. And then, you know, Nick Meyer kind of pulled some of the air out of the room when he said, you know, if, if your expectations for this are going to dampen your life, then you need to let it go. And, you know, Matt and I are enormous fans of Trek. Um, you know, we can cite chapter and verse, and that's why of all the things that we podcast, we are the most excited to be able to do this. It wasn't even a decision amongst the two of us. The moment this was announced, it was an understanding. This will be a fantastic geek podcast. It's going to happen. And uh, nobody has perhaps as high an expectation of this than we do, but we're also realistic in terms of with what we've covered 
over the past several years with our podcast and the Marvel Cinematic Universe and some other shows that that just kind of went away. Um, this is a business. And the way that CBS is proceeding, the way that Paramount is involved, the way that the TV deal is structured, these are complicated pieces that were not the same when any of those other shows were airing. And truly, this is a new frontier as far as TV is concerned, a once-a-week airing of a show uh, only online, not available anywhere else by subscription. And I think that that is super exciting. I've been I've been rewatching Stranger Things with some family members, and because we can go as fast as we want, uh, as fast as schedules allow, we're we're doing two per sit down. So it's two per weekend. Then we go away and come back, and I, I can see that they're enjoying it. But there's not that time to kind of stew over it. Now, is that a show that requires you to uh, spend a lot of time pondering over it for whatever reason? Not really. I mean, it's either a mystery or it's something that you're told about. There's not a ton of go and go and ponder it out. You take some other shows uh, like Westworld, for example, where there's a whole community that has sprung up or had sprung up during the first season to decode it, to look at things, to do screen caps, yeah. to do this, to do that. Uh, look, I, I, I still have my uh, Next Generation tech manual. I keep it, Pete, I keep it in the downstairs bathroom because every so often... <laughs> I just want to uh, double the engine check. room, Matt. That's the engine room. Absolutely. The <laughs> Every so often, I just want to re-familiarize myself with the with the transporter buffer sequencing. Uh, every so often, I just want to make sure that I know the L car's uh, master computer size relative to a human being, et cetera, et cetera. If this is a show worth that kind of pondering again, worth saying. Oh man, did you know that big red button on the tricorder? That's the emergency dump button that'll send all the raw scan data back to the ship in a five second burst. If we're going to spend that kind of time focusing on Trek again, don't you want it once a week? Furthermore, don't you want to be having those discussions? Because that's something that for the Marvel Netflix shows that we've done, the discussions are always great, but I feel like there's less of a community than. Everybody who gets together Tuesday nights to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or got together for Agent Carter and so forth. Don't you want to be reconnecting with the old community and meeting new Trek people and seeing new people becoming Trek fans, which are two separate things. There's Trek fans, old Trek fans that are out there that you don't know. And then there's people who can find Star Trek for the first time. Don't you want to be getting to know them on websites, on podcasts, on Twitter, etc. That's what once a week does for you. If you don't want that, if you kind of want to hedge your bet, you know what? Wait until the last month that the show is out, drop your one-time payment, get all the episodes that month. Exactly. You know, know. surely no one would suggest that people in the United States should look into some of these IP address things so your Netflix account seems like it's coming from another country because that just isn't fair but you can find a way to get this show at, at at minimal cost and check it out and again why was star trek originally canceled because they didn't it's not that it wasn't doing great although it obviously could have done better in the ratings they didn't break down the ratings at that point into the age categories that they do now. It was an 18 to 49 hit in a time where they didn't have that label. It was a hit amongst young people. 
young, even younger in that subset, at a time when they didn't break that down. So they didn't know it was making them the kind of money that it could make them. They didn't know how to define the audience. Right. Now they do. How many people bought Star Trek this month? How many people bought Star Trek the next month? We, we're in the captain's seat. We get to fly this ship. We get to we get to be the ones saying, give us more, give us less. We get to be the ones saying, you know what? It's This is so fantastic. Let's do that USS Shenzhou spinoff. Let's do that. Let, let, let's do a six-episode miniseries on that, self-contained, whatever it might be. Or we a get digital to be the drivers. series. Exactly. Or some of these other things. You know, first off, therein lies the rub when, when you were talking about the the nexus of this, Matt, is the existing fan and the, the fan that hasn't found this yet, that will find this. This show is going to bring new people to Star Trek. Same way the Abrams movies have uh, brought new fans who have gone back and, and watched the original series and then moved into the new ones. The same way people have uh, found the next generation on BBC America or in syndication. The same way people have come to be Trekkies, Trekkers, whatever your preferred moniker is through Netflix. And um, the idea of a subscription, as you said, people have their right to uh, wait until it's all up there and then bolt through it however they would choose to do it. Um, but this idea that they can't determine a way to go in the existing timeline and everything like that, you know, people are holding on to that. Uh, far too closely. Um, yes, continuity is important and everything, but we live in a platinum age of TV right now. And to not have Star Trek offered on TV and now for it to be coming back in, in an era of a Fargo, in an era of the people versus OJ Simpson, in an era you mentioned Stranger Things, and you know, n name your name your drama, name your your uh, genre right now, whatever. Um, that they're coming back at this time. That's what excites me the most of anything. And Pete, you mentioned the vaunted uh, the, the vaunted canon of it all. Pete, I'm going to say something that might be a little a little surprising here. Does the canon matter that much? Now, I know, I know, that's a shocking question. But think about it. Aside from the couple of times that the Enterprise and Voyager visited Deep Space Nine, was there a ton of overlap? I mean, they kind of needed to have Worf come on, and then he wasn't going back to the Enterprise, in part because there wasn't a next generation tv show anymore and he kind of had to leave and get the the trusty little ship beaten up in the in the movie and then it came back and whatnot but you know there wasn't it wasn't this kind of um i don't know it wasn't like law and order and law and order svu and law and order one two three and whatever it is where where there's this overarching universe here it's not like the marvel movies or 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 insert your cinematic universe where you only really get it if you've seen everything. You know, Dr. Zimmerman visited uh, Deep Space Nine once or twice, and that was cute, but you didn't need to, you didn't need to know Voyager to understand that he was this irascible guy on Deep Space Nine. Um, Barkley showing up in Voyager was a nice touch, particularly towards the end of the series, but 
just that, kind of a, a vessel to help get them home, no pun intended. Um, at the end of the day, these are characters that need to stand on their own within their own show, and that's what that's that's when these shows are the most successful. And and those conceits are important. You know, yes, everybody comes to Star Trek for the familiarity of starships and warp drive and um, transporters and phasers and tricorders and all of that. But if you're so you, the word you used before, Matt, is, is the one that that sticks out to me. If you're so slavishly dedicated to that's it and that's all that it's that it is, we'd never have the development that we've had. There were people that said no Kirk, no Spock in the 80s while they're thriving in the films. I will never watch this on TV. I'm pretty sure those people came around. Um, fast, and, for, fast forward to 1994, All Good Things had something like 28 million viewers. I yeah, believe I it's the a, highest rated Star Trek episode of all time. I saw actually a a, uh, a picture of a of a print ad. I remember the, the day that it aired um, was just getting home from uh, college from my my freshman year of college and you know re remember watching it and and just very very fond memories um but but again you know it, it's silly to swear it off how much of star trek matt is about approaching things with an open mind and giving them a chance and is there a, a time in our history that maybe we need that more than ever yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, is there a time where we needed the Star Trek message more than now? The Star Trek message of of inclusion and exploration and and giving things a chance to be their best. So for people to see an out of context photo um, of, of behind the scenes stuff, not my Klingons, not watching this. For people to react to the casting announcement today of uh, three actors who will be playing uh, officers and for for somebody to essentially take the tact of, you know what, I've not seen anything here that interests me. Uh, I'm I'm not going to pay attention to this and call themselves fans. It, it seems extreme, Matt, and it it seems extreme on the end of, um, you know, the, the the sporting analogy where where people get really upset with their professional sports teams, and you know they want to fire the owner. <sighs> that never works out. In in the end, in sports, the the uh, the adage is your root for the laundry. Um, I would think my thesis would be it's the same with Star Trek. We root for the message. Whoever's wearing the uniforms, whatever color the uniforms are, whatever the Klingons look like, it's going to be about the interactions and the spirit behind the show. Roddenberry is long since gone, but his message continues. These people, we have seen them up close anguish over how to proceed 
with this show and do the right thing at the same time doing their thing, which, you know, let's remember what the goal is here. It's not, okay, let's repeat what Gene did. Let's repeat what Gene did. Okay. And to see somebody say, Oh, you know, I miss, I miss the trek of, of pillar and, and bear and Berman. The last one's kind of tough to say, even though he did, uh, he did oversee so much. Um, but these, these were all people at one time who were reviled, uh, by one section of the fan base or the other. So who's to say, Matt, that years and years and years from now, oh man, remember first year discovery, remember episode three entitled, um, no, no, no. And that's not actually the title. I'm just, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want somebody getting all bent out. Oh man, did you hear the episode three is called the num num num. <laughs> indeed pete all the all the showrunners you just mentioned none of them were gene roddenberry none of them were, were were dc fontana um let's 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 judge discovery by the product when it comes out and if 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 you want to check it when it comes out later because you're betting that uh, cvs uh, all access is going to happen it's all going to end up on netflix anyway okay Guess what? All of these online places are okay with you paying for it later, too. Um, if you're going to, you know, whenever it's going to come out, whenever it's going to be new, I know we'll be there, Pete, podcasting it week to week. And, uh, and we'll be there for you to have the discussion, too. You read my mind. We are here for the duration. There is going to be no shaking of our fandom. We are committed to this for you, for the enduring message of star trek so uh whether you're down with the show whether you're down with fantastic geek what have you we will be bringing you this uh week to week as it airs and we will continue since again we don't have a a start date just yet we will be continuing to bring you news as it warrants indeed if you're listening to this on our uh discovery feed as you mentioned, Pete, we'll, uh, we'll update as news warrants. If you're listening to this on the Fantastic Geek Pop Culture Podcast feed, we'll be back later this week to talk more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., more Marvel as time goes on, some other goodies along the way. And uh, with that, Pete, how can people be in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 8,835 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast 24-7. We are Fantastic Geek. That's Fantastic with a PH. Visit us, please, on FantasticGeek.com, Fantastic Geek on Twitter and Instagram, and FantasticGeekGmail.com. Pete, is there anything else? Facebook.com forward slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word. And I want to make an appeal. We do not, as of yet, have an itunes review love us hate us it doesn't matter we want to hear from you so please uh you you help people find us or avoid us either way uh people will know so jump on there on the itunes and uh give us a thumbs up give us the vulcan salute uh give us something in between (laughs) uh we're thankful for all of it the same way we are thankful for Star Trek and we're thankful for you 
Well, Pete, I'm going to go set the timer on my personal transporter so I can uh, buffer into uh, into uh, particles to, to head off. And I'll leave you with the final word. To be or not to be, we'll be there for you.